Today's episode of the Middle Diamond Podcast is proudly brought to you by our brand new partner, 442 Strike, your number one destination to get the best and authentic kits for a great price. They have the highest quality modern and retro kits that you can show off to all your friends. They also have free shipping, which shows just how great they really are. Make sure you check them out at 442 Strike on Instagram to secure your favorite kits. Boys, we're back. The Middle Diamond Podcast. We are back. It's been a long time. With the amount of stuff going on in the world of football, I think it'd be, it'd be rude of us to not bring back the best football podcast in the world. <laughs> I'm joined, as ever, by Mr. Josh Damanado. Hello, welcome back. Hopefully this is not as chaotic as my Twitter feed was over the last couple of days. Right, but... Mr. Dimitri Kuzionis. Hello, welcome back, everyone. Uh, it's great to be back. It's been a while since we've done it. But uh, a bit of a change of scenery for all of us in the same room, new setup, and uh, it'll be good, big things to come. And Mr. Popper there, how are you? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yeah, yeah welcome. As, <laughs> as, as Kuzi said, this is the first time we're all in the room together, and yeah, to say we're excited would be a bit of an understatement. So, um, boys, where, where, where else is there to start than with the pure chaos that's been happening over the last weeks? All right, Dama, go. Kick it off. Yeah, I, I think it's a disgrace how someone like Jose Mourinho loses his job after overperforming with such a shit team. Let's get to the point. No, all right, obviously, yeah, like I said before, these last two days, I think we can all agree it has been mayhem. It's been crazy, hasn't it? Like, I've never seen anything like it. Obviously, there's been talks for like the last 20, 30 years that Super Leagues are going to happen, this and the other, and all of a sudden, bang, the Spanish teams. The um, Italian teams have got the English teams on board, mm-hmm. and look what it's created. It's created a mockery around the whole world. Yeah. Different opinions have been shared. Obviously, I don't like listening to Sky Sports and like these puns like Gary Neville, for example. Like, I agree with the, the overall point he's making, but my issue with that is that they're looking at it from their perspective, their perspective only. They know that if the Super League comes in, they're in some big trouble. And that's why I think, like, all right. You got to take it. I disagree. You got to take. You got to take what these big pundits are saying with a grain of salt because they're looking at it from their perspective. Their perspective only. They're saying, "All right, we want to take care of the fans. We want to take care of the fans." Yes, I agree. But then, why do you charge people fifteen pound per game in England? No, it's not the pundits' fault. But it's Sky Sports in general. Yeah, and when they come out, for example, when people on Sky Sports try to speak about speak out about racism, they shut them down. So I agree with what I agree with what they're saying with how. The, all the negatives to come with um, the Super League, but what I don't agree with is that uh, I could, don't even know I'm going this. But do you know what I'm trying to say? I get what you're saying, but I, I, I disagree. I think Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher have played. No, what? I think they've honestly been a huge driving force because up until yesterday, where Henderson called the meeting and you know, like mm. the players, like if you take the Liverpool Leeds here, for example, you know they'll, we obviously knew the players weren't consulted. Yeah, but like. Yeah, I think Gary Neville coming out straight away talking about yeah. everything that's wrong with set the tone for the uproar. Like, obviously, yeah. fans were going to be happy, but I think hearing a one-club man, a guy that's highly respected in football, he's got a big reputation and has got a great reputation as one of the best pundits, I think for him to come out and stand the foot down and talk about what's wrong with her, I think that set the tone for, yeah. for the huge well, I understand. I understand what George is trying to say with the Sky Sports and corporations like that. Yeah, that's what I mean. But... 
And that's not these one. guys. Like everyone's like that. Like Gary Neville and Chelsea, Chelsea, yeah. Chelsea Brighton with like Chelsea fans wouldn't let the team. Yeah, the same with Liverpool. Yeah, same but Liverpool. you look at okay, look at the big ambassadors for me at the moment. It's been Carragher and Neville with their voice. Yeah, forget about okay. What well, I made no sense for all same form. But look at it from from a Scottish perspective. I don't agree with one bit of what they're trying to do. I agree exactly with what Gary Neville said. I agree exactly what Jamie Carragher said. And I agree. Because they were talking from what Ian Wright said on Twitter. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're looking at it from a fans' perspective. They are fans of the game. That's, that's the thing. But that, that, regardless of that, whether mm-hmm. they're in a posh suit in Sky Sports Studios and we're here at Josh's house, like yeah, we're at the end of the day, we're all we're all fans. Exactly. Like, that's what yeah. it comes down to. We're all kids. We're all yeah. And that's all kids when are off with this people from UEFA and FIFA are kicking up and fuss yeah, about it. That's the thing. Is you can just Josh, say to them when I spoke to Josh on Monday. The best thing you said, and when you shared that thing as well with one of the, uh, the tweets, the best thing you said was about how UEFA and FIFA, they've had this coming and they deserve it. Like, I don't feel sympathy for them. This isn't, in that scenario, when you're talking about the clubs versus the fans, it's good versus bad. But when you're talking about UEFA and FIFA versus, you know, the, the proposed Super League, that's bad versus bad. There are no good guys out yes, there. Yes, I was going to ask you a question. Who's, who's the victim here? Out of, that, out of that one, neither. There, but when it comes, there's, there's only one victim, and that's the fans. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And uh, my fans are well, only, the, only also the players I, I, and the coaches. Yeah, of course, yes. They don't deserve, they don't, exactly. they don't deserve it because they haven't been told about it. Yeah, but at the end of the day, these people here on 300k a week, managers getting millions and millions and millions. I'm sure if they go into European Super League, they get extra sponsorships, extra broadcasting. They're not going to necessarily care as much as fans do because so I see it in some of the performances. Are not only within Arsenal, but I see it in general. So credit to them for speaking out. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Something that they can make I, a lot I credit, more money. I credit, I credit the top six. Like, I credit people like James Milner. I credit people like Jordan Henderson. I don't necessarily true. credit. I don't credit teams like Leeds and teams like Everton, for example, who want to come out and talk all this stuff out of their ass. Where at the end of the day, if a team like Everton got offered to be in a Super League, yeah, they would accept it. With one hundred percent. How much two, money involved? Like, like the two small clubs that did accept it. Liverpool, Tottenham, and Arsenal, which is. No, no, seriously, seriously, seriously speaking, no, no, wait, wait, wait. I don't want to get on Arsenal too much because then we'll, we'll, oh, we'll go on for 30 minutes. No, no, no. <laughs> if, Arsenal, if Arsenal were not involved in this, your opinion on it would be so much different. I feel like, yeah, I feel like you'd be okay, can, I, can, I, can, I, can I ask something? What, these 12 teams in the Super League, what are they? Why are they in this? That's the question. They, they've been... They've been they, dominant. They've been around for They are the 12 biggest commercial clubs in the world. Yeah? They get people waking up at 2, 3 in the morning freaking every week. You mm-hmm. spoke about off the mic, right? How much money teams would make if they were to travel overseas. You think about pre-season tournaments, yeah? yeah. These 12, 13, 14 teams, yeah, wherever there is, they go out interstate, overseas, wherever it is, all the time. They sell out stadiums. They sell out at home. They've got people waiting 10 years to get a membership. Yeah? At the end of the day, Everton don't get that. At the end of the day, your team's like a Norwich, your team's like, I'll say Atletico Madrid to some degree, don't fall into that category, but they're there. Teams like Napoli, no, 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 no. I'm just saying, I'm saying, argument's sake, argument's sake. Teams like Roma, teams like Napoli, they don't fall into that category. Yes, but, but, alright, you might, I agree with that. You guys are one of those, you and Tottenham, do get a lot of recognition. But you just don't perform to that extent. That's why. But this is why. But this is why. This is why the Super League. Yeah. This is why the Super League is not. It's not sustainable because it's not based on performance. It's based on elite clubs. Yeah. And at the end of the day, with you luckily don't. These twelve clubs here are the twelve elite clubs in the world. Yeah. You chuck a Bayern Munich in there. You chuck a Dortmund in there. You chuck a PSG in there. Yeah. yeah. And that was their plan. That was their plan to get these fifteen teams into the Super League. Another fifteen elite teams. You can say what you want about performances. Yeah. At the end of the day, Arsenal the last seven years have been in seven FA Cup. Been in seven finals. Yeah, won three FA Cups in the Europa League oh, semi final. Hey, you you, 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 you shouldn't be getting money in that league. You shouldn't be getting money. I agree 
with the the whole why we do Champions League, why we do Europa League, it's based on league performances. Yeah? And our league performances have not been good enough. But for people like Gary Neville to go out and say, it's why we're upset as well, say he'd rather watch the same Real Champions than watch Arsenal, not please. It's obviously, he's obviously, obviously yeah. exaggerating. Okay, of course. Yeah, but but you his, can't point, make, his, his point, point is, you his guys point have is you guys been shit yes. yeah. for years. Exactly, now. and we're in, a, we're in European semi final. We're in a European Cup semi final, and we're shit. And, and but who the fuck have you been? It doesn't matter. Who have you been? You, you can only be what's in front of you. You can't, that's exactly why they're doing it. So now, wait, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense because. When we made the Euro- Europa League final, yeah. that was Klopp's first proper yes, yeah. season. No, yes, not, yeah. even, not even. No, exactly. Like, I saw yeah. and you I spoken about oh, in our worst season, we've done all this and that. But you would say that you guys are still a super team then. Back in then, I would consider Liverpool, if they were to make a Super League back in 2015... We wouldn't have deserved to be in that. No, no not at all. Like, not. No. It's, like it's not based on performances as we've seen. It's based on commercial branding. It's based on who makes the most money. Which is, which is the, the problem with it. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's why it shouldn't happen. That's where, that's where, yeah, that's what I'm pointing But it's to. not an industry for England. It's not an industry for Europe. It's an industry for Asia. It's an industry yeah. for the rest of the world. And that yeah. just shows what's wrong with it. Yeah. Yes, it wouldn't last. Maybe the of first year, but it wouldn't last. And then the other thing is, well, we spoke about before when Pop was here, he said, oh, teams like Chelsea and City, they only joined because, like, they have to. Yeah. The thing is, if Chelsea and City had the advantage for 10, 12, 15 years, yeah? yeah, and yeah, Premier League didn't do nothing about it to stop Chelsea. Premier League didn't do nothing about it to stop City. They came in, they broke financial fair play rules, they broke all the rules under the book, they found all these uh, loopholes, yeah. left, right, and center. Messi went out and spent millions and millions on on lawyers, beat UEFA in a law in a court. Yeah, but they're the good guys because they got out first. My please, they've ruined the yeah. sport. They've ruined the sport. Yeah, and then they, people. Yeah, this, this started. This started way back. I'd say you, you could argue when Abramovich took over Chelsea. This probably, this you could right. even argue because I, I'm not sure his name, and this is a little bit off topic, but Blackburn, in like after they won the league, their chairman was like spending money out of his own pocket to pay the players and stuff like that. That's how long it goes, that's how far it goes back to when the. the well, you can go back to the start of the Premier League for when this whole commercial, exactly. how everything so. changed. But, you know, I've got a question for you, boys. Mm-hmm. Like their their argument is that you know they want to self they want to govern it themselves so that they can have greater control of who gets the revenues and stuff like that. I believe that Liverpool and Man United, who are by far the biggest mm-hmm. teams in the Premier League, yeah. the way the current structure and uh, TV money deal is, Liverpool and Man United make similar TV money to Fulham and West Brom. I don't agree with that. Yes, but this, this is this is what I spoke about before. In that this is not the first time a Super League's occurred. Spanish teams have tried to get out of the Champions League for so, so long. You know why? Because they're always in the Champions League. They always make quarterfinals, always make semifinals. These teams are six, seven hundred million dollars in debt. No, yeah. that's what I believe. I agree with. That's I agree with and, Barcelona and, and Real Madrid because they're, they're in it. Like, the, what, what's the problem now? What's the problem now? The problem is English teams aren't getting their match that revenue. They're not getting the same amount of revenue. Yeah, we know these that. big six teams. They're struggling. That's why all of a sudden, bang, we're guaranteed three hundred fifty mil. You're gonna say no to that, really? If you're if you're Liverpool's owner, if you're Arsenal's owner, if you're Tottenham's owner, if you're Man United's owner, you're gonna say no to that. Chelsea and City can't oh, afford can't yeah, afford yeah, to yeah. say no because you know why? Because if this happens, the gap is too big. Yeah. Imagine a Tottenham or Arsenal saying no. It's all driven now. Of course, it's all money. No one cares yeah, about exactly. anything anymore. It's all driven. And that's why I agree with the players standing up and doing this, doing that, the other. But at the end of the day, they're still on twenty k a week. Yeah, but what are you yeah. gonna do? Say no to fucking two hundred k a week? No, of course not. Of that's course the thing. Not. When you say someone, not. you when you say about Pep Guardiola coming out. And like talking about, oh, it's wrong. it's wrong. You should have to earn your way there and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. And he, you criticise him for saying, oh, but this is the bloke that spent all this money. 
your owners are uh, these Arabs. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Imagine you took Guardiola, you're like, you know what? We've got all this money. I'm yeah, not going to use it at all. Of course not. But that's the problem with the Premier League at the moment because these teams get labelled as ambitious. They're not ambitious. They won the sport. Premier League, it used to be in the 70s and 80s. It used to be different teams up there every year. There used to be Millwall and Ipswich competing for it. Not yeah. even Forest and Aston Villa won. Exactly right. But this is a this is a problem now. You look at you look at Serie A for example. You, no, but the thing is, you got a team. Oh, let me just yeah, you, got you got a team like Benevento or Spezia, right? They can promote from Serie B to Serie A. They can't afford to pay five mil for a player. You get Norwich, who get relegated and they get promoted. They get paid down three hundred mil. That doesn't make any sense. How does that make sense at all? That's why these Spanish yeah, teams and these Italian teams so they don't get relegated after they join the Premier League. No, because there's too much money in broadcasting, there's too much money in sponsorships in the Premier League. Owners pump too much money into the clubs and bang, all of a sudden. The, the, leagues gap, out, the, the, gap, yeah, the, the gap between the EFL and the Premier League. I remember we all, we've all seen Sunderland about die. I remember the guy saying, he, Sunderland, who have been, they were shithoused for so long, like they hadn't won the trophy since 91. He said that their TV money went from 100 million, Sunderland getting 100 million in the Premier mm. League, to 40 million in the Championship. Mm. Like that, that's, that's a problem. That so, is a problem. Sunderland, they came 20th. They made more money than Bayern Munich. They made more money than Bayern Munich did. Definitely. the Bundesliga. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's why these Spanish teams who don't have owners that pump so much money into the club, because I'm pretty sure their fan base, their fan Yeah, owners, Barcelona's got, the, their fans are like, they can, they, can only, they can only spend 75% of their revenue to try to stay balanced with the rest of the league. That's why these teams here, for so, so long, they haven't had a choice, but yeah, to but try and push way far into making a bigger move. And that's all it's been. Yeah, I, I agree with that, but you can say like these Spanish teams haven't had teams investing, haven't had their owners investing, but like Real Madrid have broken the transfer record how many yeah, times? Of course, of course, of course. Exactly. Of course. But when you have a stadium that's what holds ninety five thousand people, whatever it is, yeah, you got the best players in the world playing for you. You're still gonna have that money there. Obviously, look at Barcelona now; they're paying what over a mil a week for Messi. They they come out and said there's so much debt. Obviously, I'm a firm believer that you put yourself into that problem. Yeah, hundred percent. But but that's why I think they play this card again because they want to try make the UEFA come out and say, all right, we're gonna bring in a better format. Like we've seen the new Swiss Swiss League format. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how. Have you seen? I don't think. I don't mind it. Yeah. I don't mind it, someone, but I don't someone, like it. Yeah, so someone, it's basically, someone. it's like, I think it's they're put into two groups, something like that, or? Nah, so it's, so there's, 10, there's 36, 36 teams. 36 teams, yeah, 10 games. You play 10, 10 games. games. And five then home, five away. Five home, five away. And then it's a ladder. Yeah. And then it's a ladder. And that gets Out to where, that, that gets to you. Round sixteen, and then the format yeah. follows as it is now. Sorry, but this is this is to do with the Champions League. Yeah, it's a Champions League. Thirty-six Champions League teams. That's a 2024 format, and you're you're telling me that people like Perez who are Real Madrid, other big names like that, Angeli from Juventus, didn't see this proposition, didn't see this format. Yeah, no, I agree. With In you. my opinion, how is that? How that format there makes zero sense to the nature of competition. Yeah, we look at, for example, we look at AFL, and AFL's biggest criticism is like, okay, how can you have a league with finals and you don't play one home away? Yeah. Premier League, you play one home and away. Champions League, the group stage, now you play one home and away. And to be fair to the, to the Super League, whatever it's called, it's a, it's a decent it's a decent format. If they if they work out a system saying, all right, we're going to have a qualifying, qualifying progression with a similar system to that, people would be happy. Because you've got 10 teams in a group, you're playing 18 games. They're going to be good watchers because European nights are always good. I, I agree, but I don't, I don't like it how they set teams. Of course, of course that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's the issue, yeah. I think I think this move, and I said a couple of days ago, and I said to a lot of people that I generally thought it was a bluff. I just didn't think it'd get to the stage where you've got English teams leading the European Club Association, whatever it's called. Yeah, the ECA. Yeah, that's what everyone I thought. thought it was a bluff until club club. Yeah, that, yeah. Once you because yeah, you heard it in the past, all the like, oh yeah, the Super League's going to happen, sort of thing. Like you, you heard about it, 
once they re- once they release those statements, that's when everyone and kind you of even like, shit. This even is real. Remember when we were finishing school, right? Last so it's about October, November last mm-hmm. year. There was those talks again in the Super League. No, no, no. It was a uh, project recently. Yeah, but that's that's something completely different. Is that what you're talking about? No, you're talking about talks the Super League. I was talking to Super League in about October, November. The problem is the Premier League teams weren't involved. Yeah, um, all of a sudden yeah, they've got these drunk. they've got these six Premier League teams involved. These six teams here, maybe not all six, and I couldn't even. You, you obviously see Liverpool, your main United. I would probably chuck a Messi or a Chelsea. They're the most powerful clubs in Europe. Yeah, and we've seen that over the last couple of days. That yeah. when you get these teams involved, you get these teams that had history for 125 years. Teams that have sustained themselves to the top of the, the top of the football pyramid. Teams that spend much money. Teams that get the best sponsorships. They come out. They've just they've just battered European football. Yeah. If you look at it from the European Super League compared to UEFA, just a battle between that, forget about everything else, they have obliterated UEFA. Yeah. And I don't care what anyone says, they have blown them off the park. Yeah. I the, agree. the problem is, it's some merit behind it all. It's how we grown up watching football, how our ancestors have grown history. up watching football, history of football. I don't agree with the format due to that. Yeah. I agree as well. That's, that's yeah, because you look at it like West Ham had an amazing season. Like I, I said last year, that I, I was like, I would have put my house on it that they would have got relegated. Mm, I was oh yeah. so I was oh, so yeah. convinced that they were going down. I reckon I even said it on the podcast as well. I was so yeah. certain they were going down. You look, they make a few signings, give Moyes a preseason, mm. you know, pick up Lingard mid season, which has been a game changer for them. Yeah. And look where they are now. And if they, and same with Leicester, they've had a great season. They reinvested. They've had to deal with a lot of injuries. Yeah. Rogers has done a sensational job. They're falling off a little bit now. They might fall out of it. But if they do make it, you cannot dispute over a thirty-eight game home and away season that they deserve to be there as opposed to well, everyone at this table here we're all Liverpool, Chelsea and Arsenal fans as it stands none of us are playing Champions yeah, exactly, League next season exactly. well, 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 well to be fair top four you're in a Champions League semi-final when you're opening semi-final so there's still pathways to I'm saying like right in this second if you're going based on the yeah but like of course we're not definite Champions League yeah exactly of course 100% and that's the beauty of the Europa League that's the beauty of the Champions League yeah that's the point it offers stuff like that to these teams you get you get moments like for example a whole city making a car final you get moments of Wigan beating Messi you get moments of Leicester another thing that they proposed and said it was like a really good thing that the Super League was how you find these big games happening every week. That, that wears off, A though. Barca versus Liverpool. It won't be a big, game, not, like, won't like, be a big game every week. Yeah, like I like said before, it's not, it's not, it's not, they're not trying to get the audience from Europe. They're trying to get the audience from Asia. Yeah, Australia. They, that's what they're, they're not worried about the European. You think people want to go and travel to France, to Germany? No, the, people, no, the yeah, people that go to the games there are an inconvenience for Stan Kroenke, for Joel Glazer, for uh, John Henry. That they're an inconvenience with the protests and they're involved in it as well. The people that they love are the people like Josh, who goes to the Emirates and spends his money there. The people like Kuzi and I, who can't, who, 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 who got plans to go to England. Majority of the supporters who want to go to England. No, that's what they think. They love seeing, you know, the, the Asians and the, the course, Middle East the and, and the Americans that are there. The, yeah, exactly right. They, they love seeing them there. They're fine. Yeah, exactly right. The China. money involved there, yeah. yeah. And that's what I think. If, like, I, I said this to you boys before we started recording. But at, at no point did they call it the European Super League. The media and you know every and us, we called it that because we assumed <coughs> it'd just be European teams. But their eventual goal, I, I believe, I haven't got proof of this, but I believe it, that they want to get into Miami involved. They want to get Al Halal and Shanghai Shenhua so that they can yeah, play yeah. the Super League final at MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. We, yeah. yeah. Where that, that Atletico and Real Madrid... Or, or at the MCG. Yeah, or the MCG, yeah. Like, yeah they're not... Like, you know, that's it. That's it. Something like that. Yeah, so 
You, so you, you can't stay you, after you, the you touched it quickly. So, what do you boys think? What do you think the purpose of the Super League was? So, Jack just touched it. I, 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 think, I think that was their, that's their, their end goal would be to make it like an international thing. The way the international champ, well, yeah. international champions, so Real Madrid and yeah. Man City with a piss take friendly so got as many people as there are in an AFL game, in yeah. an AFL grand final. They got the same amount of people. They cracked 100,000, 99,000, whatever it was. Liverpool, when we were just coming up for the season when we'd come seventh, where our only good players were Gerard and Suarez. Yeah. But how many weeks got that 90, for Got 95,000 people there, and I was one and of that, them. And, and that's, like, that's like what I said about 10, 15 minutes ago. So it doesn't matter about performance. These 12 teams are the biggest teams in Europe. Yeah, Liverpool, during that stage, what, 2009 to 2017, you just qualified for Champions League once. Does that mean you weren't a global powerhouse? Does that mean people didn't follow you? No. No, but your value you, goes up and down. Oh, yeah, of course, but, of course. But, Jack, but when you, but, that game happens once a year. What do you mean? No, but that's the, no, but no, but regardless, they're not gonna. Like, I agree with the game happens once a year, once in a blue moon. No, but like but, imagine that every week, you won't be a hundred. No, but I, I agree yeah. with that aspect. But, but in terms of a sellout in a stadium, when you know the fans it, are back in the stadium, the thing is, the thing, the thing, even if you forget about COVID, right? You got Anfield, Old Trafford, Emirates, Spurs, um, the other big clubs. Stanford Bridge, forget about Eddie Howe, because Eddie Howe I've seen the first ten. They sell out stadiums, yeah. Mm. They got people waiting to go on board. So if we can sell, we want. They still got people spending the two grand for season tickets, yeah. Bayern Munich, when they came to Emirates about six, seven years ago, they did a protest, right? What was the score in that game? We beat them, we beat them 2 0. Where's who scored that late goal? Would have been far better. No, 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 we beat them 2 0. And then we woke up the beast and then they beat us 5 on the next three. But what's it called? They brought out a protest and I'm pretty sure flights to um, London, the ticket and then the train cost more than what a season ticket costs in Germany. Yeah. And then you've got teams like Arsenal who make you pay £2,000 a season that's a, to watch that shit. That's another thing. Like, the way UEFA and FIFA run it all, it's a joke. It's not the house. That's not UEFA and FIFA, that's the owners. No, that, no, no, no. no. Yes, I'm, so I'm no. talking about... I'm talking about so let's say, like, the Champions League final, because like, it's all run on revenue and what you're saying there, like, I agree with that. And like, this is a bit different. about ticket distribution? No, and everything. <laughs> so let's say the Champions League final between... Uh, Liverpool and Tottenham, yeah, it would make sense to their fans, to Liverpool and Tottenham fans, to everyone, to have that final in like a Wembley Stadium, instead of sending them to Budapest in a small country exactly. where they're going to bump up all these prices and yeah. bump up everything like that, just so they can make more money overall. And then you go the you know? same year. And then the ticket allocation as well. Arsenal-Chelsea in the Europa League final in Baku. Yeah, we've got a player, Henry Mkhitaryan, who can't even play because he's Armenian and doesn't agree with Azerbaijan. But then you've got your UEFA and FIFA coming out saying, oh yeah, we're going to kick racism out of football, yeah? Let's do the knee. Say no to racism. My please. We've just seen with Slavia Prague, yeah, that bloke's racially that assaulted Glenn Kamara. And Glenn Kamara's got three games. If you got balls, you ban that referee that called whoever it was a monkey or whatever he called him. No, you don't ban the referee. You've got to do much more than ban. You know, you got to, there's nothing else you can do. You kick him out of the game. You kick him off the game. And then, this is the one thing. I saw a tweet. I saw a tweet from Madrid Zone, and they were like, it said here, UEFA's preparing a counter-attack in the Super League. UEFA's working with an investment fund to come up with a new UEFA Champions League. They don't have a starting budget of 4.5 mil, which could go up to 7 mil. And then they said, even if um, Super League dissolves, the Super League clubs still manage to make your wafer admit today they have an extra 4 billion euros available. Yeah. We're talking about two corrupt, corrupt businesses that have been going on for 30, 40 years. Mafias, you got, you got, you got people that have worked on the Slepata working in both um, associations. The Slepata is the, the biggest crook that ever has been a football. Yeah. yeah? So I, I don't care what people say. I disagree with the Super League 100%, but I'm glad, finally, that these six English teams have come together 
to stamp out the problems with UEFA because I think that's a bigger problem than everything else itself at this point. Every football fan united from this. Exactly. Yeah. They united on something different. They united on the integrity of the game. Yeah. I think, although I strongly believe what these owners did were incorrect and I think they need to pay punishment for it. Yeah, but I needed something like this for everything else to happen. Hopefully. That's, that's, awesome. why, I reckon, that's why I reckon yeah. racism will... Hopefully, apart from Bedford, nothing's been said about that's that. Spot on, no no, that's spot on. No one's been That's actually spot on. No, he's wrong. When something like this happens, when people's what he said exactly word for word said, when people's pockets are being pockets are being picked, and that's when everyone kicks up a big fuss. I think this is what it comes down to in the day. Sport we've seen is not sport; it's politics. One hundred percent. It's politics on a football pitch, and unfortunately, we're the ones. I thought you were going to go. Football's, football's a matter of fact. Football's come to that point where fans are nothing. Fans are no, the people the thing is, you know what, that like, make the rich richer. I wouldn't say it's just football. The thing is, I believe that Jordan Henderson and Jurgen Klopp care about me and Kuzi. Not us directly, but us as fans, Luke, being yes. I believe and that. And I'm, I'm, John Henry, I believe, I, I firmly believe this. He does not give a fuck I'm, about anyone. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm, apart, I'm, all, all, the only thing he cares about are making his pockets a little bit heavier. And, mm-hmm. I, and I'm, I strongly believe that with Mikel Arteta at the moment, I strongly believe that with Arsene Wenger when he was in charge, my problem with Wenger was that he protected those board members now that have come out and joined the scene. you got even Gazidis at Milan who joined in the yeah, Super League. What, what, what do you want? What, they what him do, do, Why are you protecting the board? Why are you protecting the owner? What do you that, want him to do? Pay salary, man. What do you want him to do? Like, your boss at work, if, if he's like but you look at a dickhead, you're not going to be like... But listen, listen, you just praised Guardiola 30 minutes ago for standing up against this stuff. Yeah, Arsene Wenger wasn't allowed to spend a transfer, or wasn't allowed to spend money on transfers, yeah? And we copped it in the league, we copped it in Europe, we copped it everywhere because of this. Come out and say, all oh, right, we're not getting any income. All right, we're almost broke. Yeah, fans will help you. That's my only, my only criticism with Arsene Wenger, and unfortunately, in my opinion, that is the reason why he's got the reputation of some fans. How are you almost broke? Huh? Because we're going that's, into that's, a new that's, stadium, that's, this, that, the other, yeah. and you'll find soon, Tottenham might be like that as well. Going into brand new stadium, getting no income, just paid out Jose Mourinho, which wouldn't be cheap. They, they lucky had Tottenham have one thing Arsenal don't have. They got two or three assets that are probably worth 80, 90 million. And we didn't have that at the time. As in the players. Yeah. Oh, like Kane's Harry Kane, 90 million. Harry Kane, ah, Kumi and Son, 60 million. Uh, more, more. Exactly. More. I'm just I'm just talking hypothetically. Yeah. And there's other players in that. You know what I mean? Arsenal, yeah. we yeah. certainly had players going on a freeze. We had Sanchez leaving on a freeze. Sanchez was one of the best players in the league leaving on a free. Mm. My please. I'll, I'll, I'll change the topic just a little bit. Um, just before we recorded, John Henry released an apology. I'm not going to play it. I'll, I'll say a couple of the quotes. And the thing, the thing that I don't like is that he said it was a mistake. No, yeah. it wasn't a mistake. It was a choice. Yeah. And this isn't the first time he stuffed up. Yeah, he tried to trademark Liverpool FC, which means any time, any other time it gets used, it's that, that it becomes illegal for someone else to use it. He tried to increase ticket prices. The fans protested. They changed their minds. And he said sorry. They tr- he tried to put all non-playing staff on the furlough, which is like JobKeeper, and then he retracted it after the everyone lost their shit and Piers Morgan was up, up in arms about it and everyone else was up in arms about it. This bloke, how, how many chances do you want? Like, and the thing is, I've defended him because I see on Twitter there's pages you know, over the last year called FSGR because you know, we just won the Champions League and we signed Adrian and Seth Vandenberg and we're in a centre-back yeah. crisis and because we've got no money, all we could do is buy Ben Davies from Preston and sign 20-year-old Ozan Kabak on a, on a loan. Yeah. I've defended him. 
But these guys, they what they need like this some like as a result of this, you've seen the uproar from the fans, you've seen the uproar from other people. What can be done mm-hmm. to ensure? Do you think the fifty plus one rule needs to be implemented? Like, what what happens from here? Well, you look at uh, I look at Arsenal for example, right? You look at three four years ago, fans fans were stakeholders of the club. Fans were stakeholders of the club. Yes, so there was a time where Usman owned thirty percent, Kroenke owned sixty percent, and ten percent were owned by fans. Which means that no matter what fans are going to understand what's happening within that club. Yeah. Obviously, they don't make decisions. Obviously, they're not on the board. Obviously, they're not in those meetings there, but they have an understanding of what's going on. Obviously, we've seen that these Americans who are incompetent, do not care about the sport, want to make these teams a franchise, want to turn this game into NBA and NFL. Mm. They don't care about the English game. Yeah, and I blame, once again, the Premier League for allowing this to go as far as it did. Because when someone like Roman Bramovich comes in, who owns half of Russia, who's been, who's been accused of money laundering for how long now? A while you got Sheikh Mansour who owns freaking half a UAE, yeah? yeah. All these human rights that go on with these countries here. No, yeah, nothing gets said about it. Exactly, it's yeah. all under the bus. It's all under the bus. Oh no, it's ambition. It's ambition. It's ambition. Yeah, it's ambition. These six owners have shown ambition to make money. Yeah, and all of a sudden, yeah, now, 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 now everyone's now. turning on them. No, you should turn on them in two thousand and three and stop them before it bled. Mm. Now it's bled. Now it's at a stage where it's a proper it's crisis. Too far gone, yeah. It's a crisis. Yeah. Yeah, and people. This young generation will look at Chelsea and that was all because of it. Of course. But you know, Chelsea, Chelsea, I mean, I don't know if you've seen the photo. Stanford Bridge was like it had weeds growing in it and shit. Stanford like, Bridge. Stanford Bridge was on the verge of like, Chelsea was on the verge of becoming nothing. I'm, I'm gonna confirm this right now. I'm pretty sure Stanford Bridge was sold for a pound in the 1970s. I'm gonna confirm this right look now. Look it up. Look it I'm up. Confirm, keep, keep we'll it not up. be surprised. You know what I might, you know what another big takeaway of this is for me? That the, the media in this country have got their head in the sand and are just completely wasting their time. With AFL and other sports, yeah, like, Australia, that, that, in Australia, yeah, Australia. Yeah, yeah. These people, like my Twitter, I spoke to this with Josh. We joked about it yesterday. Normally, it takes a couple of hours for the Twitter feed to reload to get a couple mm. of minutes in the scroll. Mm. My Twitter has been going absolutely mental. In England, this would be this would be talked about. This is being talked about more than Prince Philip's funeral mm. and COVID, mm. like a pandemic. This is huge. Like mm. James Corden is just this bloke. He does it. does a late night show in LA yeah, or yeah, it is. You know, it probably it. went completely it. off script and it spoke from the heart because it matters, mm. and that's what we always say. Exactly right. You say you want that. We want the A League to have uh, promotion relegation. Like, it, it needs like we all know, it needs. We all know that needs to happen. Like, I know we're talking about money and things like that, but we all, we all know it, it needs to happen, and they've said it will happen. I believe it will happen. But these people have their heads in the sand over a sport that's only really big in in, in South Australia and Victoria. And they yeah. try and get there, and they try and you know people like Eddie Maguire and shit will try and convince you that it's the biggest sport. Like what a load of shit! Like do you, do you see where I'm coming from? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah no, 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 exactly. The people got their heads in the sand, is, like, and you know, there's a reason and, that and it people, hasn't. Yeah, and pe- yeah people want people want to bash the A League. Well, what the, what do you fucking expect when these people who have got so much power in the mainstream media don't let it grow, don't give it any airtime, Foxtel, don't give it any. You've got the rights to it. If you watch an A League game, even, there won't even, be any advertising of the other fixtures for yeah, that round. Exactly. Like, you don't hear anything. Mm-hmm. I think the even scene. resources and everything. Like exactly that. right. You for see junior parts. clubs and everything. Exactly like that. right. You're exactly gonna pay. Right. You're gonna pay a shit ton for your kid to play for a junior club here yeah, in in so Australia. Much. Shit ton. Whereas, let's for example, totally different in England, where the clubs want your kid to play for them. Yeah, exactly right. They want your kid to play for you, them. I was listening to Zaha in a podcast the other day. Yeah. He's saying that, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, no, Zaha was saying that the coach used to go pick him up, yeah, like because he was so desperate for him to play, and yeah. they work around. JT it. slept with his team manager. 
I'm out of back of jail. Right, there's a guy there's there's a, there's a <laughs> jail. Like the Wayne Bridges missile. What's it called? You got teams like me. You got teams like I think. You got to take those sort of things when you're comparing the English soccer to here, obviously the grain of salt. You got teams like Man City who are rejecting four-year-olds because they want to find the next big thing. But we got to remember in England, there's what ninety-two teams in the top four leagues of the football pyramid. Here we got twelve professional teams. Yeah. So obviously it's so so hard to compare. I think the I think it's the, got, it's got to the first step. Out. It's got to start. And a bit of time on the podcast, I'm going to be behind that. The first ten years. Look, Joe Rogan will be seven, on our podcast. We'll be, we'll be on seven news the sports section. Back to what I was saying before. Back to what I was saying before. So Kenneth Bates in 1982 he purchased Chelsea for one pound. So 1982 Chelsea Football Club. It's not even that long. It, purchased, really about it, it's really not that long. But that's the problem. That that is ten years before the Premier League changed to yeah. to Premier League changed the whole. Yeah, football, yeah, 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 division one became Premier League. Yeah. And like I said, that's why we sing that chant about Chelsea having no history. And, yeah, exactly. and that's why people want to batter Arsenal, right? But at the end of the day, if you look at Arsenal over this 10 years since 1886, Arsenal the first club to do a lot of things. Yeah, first club to put, put games on TV, put games on the radio. Yeah, and I know we're saying, oh, yeah, 100 years ago. But at the end of the day, we've got clubs like Arsenal, United, Chelsea, uh, Liverpool, the three biggest clubs in the world. Yeah, history. History, not only then, but now. now. Yeah. Me and I, I would say to some degree, you, you get rid of Ferguson and it's probably a little less scattered than... But they, still had, they still had a chance, they still won a European class, exactly. they still had titles. Exactly. But, but you, can say, you can make the same argument for Liverpool in the whole Ferguson era, how we did nothing. Exactly. I mean, you went 30 years ago on a title. Yeah. And like I said before... Still, we still won James. Still won James. Yeah, no, but yeah. exact, no, exactly. Yeah. But it, like I said before, it doesn't... Should want to. It doesn't mean... We did win two, to be fair. It doesn't mean you're still not a European powerhouse. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, it's like I said, like it comes down to the end of the day, these twelve clubs, they're global phenomenons. Yeah, I think before we wrap it up, uh, I think we should also touch on Mourinho because he's. Well, did Josh say Tottenham's a global phenomenon? No, but may as well support him. <laughs> Fake fans, fake fans. You may as well get Harry Kane on the back of his shirt. You may as well get a Harry Kane. Harry Kane has won a title. They are celebrated a title and you know, he was with us. But like, no, but at the end of the day, yeah, and that's an achievement. Tottenham's fan base is around the world. Yeah, you compare that to a Norwich or a Aston Villa, it's not so much. Yeah, you see more Tottenham fans. You see, obviously, you can spot a Tottenham fan out of, out, like, out of the blue because they don't look normal. That's what I was saying. Um, obviously, Mourinho, Tottenham did a great job of burying it. what would have been like a huge story, uh, Mourinho getting sacked. Um, you wouldn't say you, you didn't see it coming because, you know, the writing had been on the wall for a while for them. But, you know, it's a week before a cup final. They've got Ryan Mason, who's, you know, like 29 years old. Yeah. Like we've got siblings that have been to that age, like taking over, managing against Pep in a league cup final. It's his first match. He's gonna, there's going to be fans there as well, you know, like whether that goes into it or not as opposed to playing in an empty stadium. But, like, are you guys surprised? I am. Where, where, does, where, does, Jose, where, does, where does Jose go from here? Yeah. Like, what do you guys think? Too early. Yeah. No, Especially no. before a cup final. Look, yeah. Like, no, day, why did why did Tottenham bring Jose Mourinho into the club? To win a trophy. Yeah. And this and was his chance. chance. And, and this, yeah, is, this was his chance. This was, no, this exactly. was his match. And that's why I feel like... Look, I don't think, I th- I don't think he'd be fast at all. See, I don't think he was in it. His heart wasn't in that club, you know, and that's when... You say that. I think it wasn't. I think I can no, tell. But he, but, but he doesn't have affiliations, though, because, like, 
I, I, he he still holds it against Chelsea that they sacked him after winning the third league title. Like his heart isn't there for anyone. You've got to remember, you've got to remember Mourinho's system is outdated. Oh. Yeah, if you look in, at no, in, I'll argue that it's outdated. It's not outdated in another country because Conte is going to yes. win a league yes, with a, a back, similar defensive. Yes, but it's a back three. And yes, it's, it's, very, it's a very counter-attacking attacking football. That's what I'm saying, Mourinho. But Mourinho, if you look at a back three, which turns to a back five, and then with three, he plays with three. He'll play with like. Brozovic, Borrello, yeah, okay, and so, so, so the thing is, Conte came in. Conte came into the Premier League and played that system along the title. And I wouldn't classify Chelsea as boring as what Tottenham have been, as what Man United were, as what the Mourinho Chelsea was. Yeah, yeah I know. no one expected it when he first came. That's why I like Tottenham beginning of the season. No one expected. Yeah, no one had ever. No, but with with, with um, yeah, that, yeah, no, with Conte, no one had seen. No one had played that system with that yeah, success. Yeah, no, correct. And if you look at it, like I know this is a little bit off topic, but like in in the season after we sold Suarez, Rogers changed to a back three. When we had him, and we went three months unbeaten. Look, so I, you're looking I, I like think that came, and the back three hadn't really been seen and tried and tested in the Premier. Look, at the end of that, I think a lot of teams don't train against the back three because they're not expecting it. Yeah, strikers always used to play against a, like, a, a back four, yeah, two centre backs, back four. You know what I mean? Full backs always used to get forward in a back four. They always, you know what I mean? People always anticipate that sort of things. So back three's proven. So Italy should probably show on the Euros with the back three. Yeah, we lost some penalties to Germany in the yeah. quarterfinals. But yeah, I mean that's. I I think in twenty years time, I think that's going to be like what four three three was the back three. Yeah, yeah, it's going to. I be think that's the next generation of football. But back to the point of Mourinho, I think Mourinho, for the system he was wanting to play, he had all the facilities there. He had the players for that dog style. He had grip players like a Lamella, like an Eric Dyer. Not the best centre backs in the world, but they could do a shift for him. Yeah. They had Hurricane and Son, two of the most dangerous players on the break, and you've seen that this year with how they combined together. The, the problem is the problem is when you got players like Deli Ali, when you got other players like Reglion, yeah. right? Players that are actually decent, even a Matt Doherty, for example, yeah. they're not gonna come in and they're not gonna accept this system he, no, for so he, long. But at the same time, he's alienated them as well. Like he's especially with Deli Ali. Deli Ali's gone from being you know in the same sentence as like the next Frank Lampard and you know he's yeah, gonna be the future yeah. of England and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he had a difficult spell in the back end of um Poch. As, as everyone did, like, there was a collective drop-off. Yeah. But if you look under Mourinho last season, Ali, Ali refound his form. Like he, he, especially towards when Mourinho first came in and he you know, challenged him with his, his type of leadership and stuff like that. Yeah. He got a few good performances out of Ali and you can't help but think the same way, the same way Lingard has gone to West Ham and turned it on. You can't yeah, help but think that Ali still got that in. Yeah. But look, I think I, I was reading before that Mourinho mm-hmm. completely lost the dressing room. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Like, and the only player that was, yeah, only Harry, Harry, Harry Kane was the only one that was still believing and listening mm-hmm. to him because and that would have driven, driven the other players as well. No, but towards so the, no, towards the end, everyone had lost their head. Like everyone was sick of him and yeah, sick of him ripping into them and you know just blaming them and accusing them of being mm-hmm. shit pretty much. Yeah. But the only one that didn't was Harry Kane because he was performing. Obviously, I think Tottenham are very very lucky that fans aren't in that state because I'll tell you right now, you're not going to go from watching Pochettino for three four years. Yeah, 20, they turned, yeah. let's be real, let's be, I'm not even saying this tonight, they turned a mediocre team into a Champions League final. Yeah, yeah, no, they, had, right. they, had, they had fans trying to debate that, that team that came, what, uh, that, you know, oh, what year am I thinking, 14, 15? The, the tour, the tour, you know they drew tour and there was that dog game against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. Yeah, yeah, 15, yeah, 16. 15, 16. People trying to come out and say that 15, 16 team was one of the best teams in, in England, in the overall in the, like, within well, the it, like, more like in the calendar year of 2017 oh, they had, they had yeah. the most but they try to say of all time that team there was one of the best teams in, the, in English football that's what but that's what that team turned Tottenham into yeah. Yeah. yeah 
people try to have a debate. And like I said before, I, I think Tottenham fans are deluded, obviously. But that's what Mourinho brought that club into doing. Yeah. And credit where it's due. I think he was a, like I said, we had this argument at school. I generally think for what Tottenham were trying to do, Pochettino was not the right man at that time. He went two windows last ball without buying any players. I believe they just made Champions League final. Yeah. Well, to be fair, after winning the Champions League final, they bought um, like Ndombele and Lascelles. So, like, yeah, they, they spent more money that one, but the window before that, either the two winners before, or the two winners after. Yeah, they well, they had just come from like you know yeah. coming coming second, was it before playing that? like playing a, like a beautiful style of football mm. to buying nothing. Just quickly, who do you think Tom will get? Uh, I saw them linked to Marcelino, who used to coach yeah, at Valencia. Look, but he like, even do you, reckon, do you reckon someone like Eddie Howe? Uh, like maybe I don't know. I think it might be a bit too big. Look, for him. I, 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 I agree. Um, but like, I see a leg. Look, I, I think a leg no chance coming to him. I'm just scared. You, you thought he was nailed on to get an Arsenal? Yeah. No, but look, I'm, I'll, I'll be honest right now. If if Nagelsmann goes to Tottenham, I'm gonna hide under my bed. I'm gonna hide under my bed. Nagelsmann. I think he's the biggest. He's the biggest threat at the moment. I think. I think he's gonna buy him. That's why I think. I think he's really because Flick's gone. He'll go. He'll go buy him. I hope. I hope, but you just don't know, man. Oh, that's what I think. I mean, it's interesting. Mm. Well, boys, I think we should leave it there. Yep. Um, yeah, it's been a pleasure to be back here. Thank you to everyone for listening. Uh, yeah, we'll be on mm. Spotify. We'll be on Spotify and, the, and Apple Podcasts as well. No. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll be on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Follow yes. us on Instagram. Uh, we're going to be pushing the Instagram a bit more. Uh, mm-hmm. I reckon we should, you know, get into the other socials as well. So, yeah, uh, yeah, please, please, please give this a listen. Also, uh, uh, Next week, in the coming weeks, we'll be reviewing all of our Premier League uh, predictions and everything, and uh, getting ready for the Euros. Yeah, a lot of football. Big sh- announcement next week. Yes, huge big announcement. announcement. All right, huge announcement. Right, stay tuned. Thank you. Thank you for staying this long. Thank you. <laughs> Easy. Thanks, fellas.